What's going on? Welcome to Life's a Trip podcast. I'm Dave. And I am Chase. And uh, on this podcast, we explore all kinds of stuff, all the, the weird and winding individual paths that we all walk in life. Uh, our conversations range from mindfulness and relationships. All the way to psychedelic spirituality, and a whole bunch of weird, crazy, fun stuff. Yeah, and uh, we just we look at basically what it means to be anything at all. Or not. Or not. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, and I hope that you enjoy. Love you guys. See you on the other side. Peace. What's up, guys? It's Chase. Just wanted to do a quick check-in and let everyone know that today's episode is with Alicia Maxwell, someone very dear to my heart. We're going to jump into topics such as dieting, being a vegan, vegetarian. We're also going to talk about mental health, social media, the good, the bad, the ugly. We also go on this random tangent about death. That's also really fun. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Looking forward to the feedback everyone's going to give, and we will see you soon. Hope you enjoy. Peace. here with one of my favorite people that I know, Miss Alicia Maxwell. How are you Hello. doing today? I'm great. How are you, Chase? I'm fantastic. Uh, like I just told you a second ago, I meditated before I came here, got some nice deep breaths in and kind of centered myself after a long day at work and uh, we're here, ready to go. Set your intentions, got your mind right. Exactly. Love exactly. That. Listen Love to that. some country music on the way here. Oof. <laughs> I know you're not a big not fan of country, country music, girl. but it gets me in my feels sometimes, you know? Yeah, I feel it. Yeah, for It's sure. definitely a feels type genre. Absolutely. And there is some songs that come on and I immediately turn off because it makes me think of <laughs> <laughs> some things. Um, but uh, what, what I really want to just start out with is who in the world is Alicia Maxwell? And I kind of just want to go into your background a little bit and uh, let our listeners know who I'm talking to today. You know, sometimes I don't really know who I am, and I feel like that's what keeps me going and fuels me as a person because I'm constantly trying to discover new new parts of myself, and I think that's really fun, but who I am is essentially a girl from Sylvania, Ohio, and I study communications at the University of Toledo. Um, I date a really cute babe named Mark Perales. And, yeah, I work out. I work at Bars Public House in Maumee and relax with my friends in the meantime. Um, so, yeah, that's about all I have to say that's about myself. That's you, <laughs> Sylvania, Ohio girl. Pretty, pretty uh, boring person, but I'm working towards becoming more interesting, so. Well, I think it's amazing that... Um, you know, when I said, who are you? The first thing wasn't, I'm from Sylvania, Ohio. I go to Toledo University. It was, I don't know who I am. I'm still trying to figure that out. And I think that that is a very important thing. And you went deep right away, (laughs) which is super cool because I expect this podcast to go pretty deep in some of the discussions we're going to get into. Hell yeah. Um, But yeah, like I I don't know fully who I am. I've figured out myself over time, uh, but I think that's, that's really cool. And one thing that we have in common is our diet. Uh, yes. Me, as of recent, I do it usually about once a year. Um, I'm on like this vegan cleanse right now. 
right. uh, that I started in 2015. I, I did my first vegan cleanse. I went to a Tony Robbins convention in Los Angeles. Uh, right. And he, you know, was like, do it for one month. Do it for one month. See how you feel. See how you feel. See how you feel. And I felt absolutely amazing after. I went straight back to meat. <laughs> I love it. I love my barbecue food, all that stuff. And, um, but every year I was like, if I just do this once a year, it's a good cleanse. It's a cleanse for your body and it really gets me in, you know, my feels. And it tests like your mind and your willpower to a certain extent. Like we're ingrained in these habits of eating that we've been taught for so long, but it's like no one likes to go against the grain and like not follow the standard set of rules when it comes to having a diet or a meal. You know what I mean? So I think that's what's so cool about going vegan and vegetarianism is it opens you up to so many other explorations with food. Like you can eat so many things and turn things into dishes that taste like meat to a certain extent. Like I made these mushroom pulled pork sandwiches one time and the consistency was so on point. Like I haven't eaten meat for almost eight years now. Wow. So I'm just like, anytime I find something that almost supplements that, but in a way that's healthy and like good for the earth, it feels really cool. Cause yeah. then you can also accommodate people who do eat meat. Like I d- gave my dad a sandwich and I was like, yo, check this out. Like it tastes so good. And he's like, it's, it's decent. It's decent. <laughs> but you know, it's like getting to that point where you can influence other people and like make them taste what you taste to a certain extent and have them enjoy it. So, yeah. Well, I think the most powerful thing about that is, is like uh choice. Right. And like you said, it, it's challenging. One thing that everyone asks me, like, so how do you feel? And I don't immediately go into the topic of how I feel. Because, yeah, I feel good. Like, there's more clarity and things like that after I eat healthy. But, like, the the discipline that it takes to not eat meat. Like, at my job, every Saturday, they cook out. And they cook out for, like, 80 people. You oh, know? Geez. So, it's, like, pulled pork sandwiches and all the stuff that I love. So Hot dogs. Like, yes. Hamburgers. Brats, hamburgers. <laughs> you know, chicken. Everything. Um, but... I think it it's such a big deal to discipline yourself and you can do it with food. And the reason I like doing it with food is because it's a healthy way to discipline yourself. Right. Obviously, there's ways to discipline yourself in unhealthy ways. Um, but, I mean, what's wrong with being a vegetarian other than maybe not getting the vitamins that you that you might may need yeah you know i think iron and protein are a big issue but there are so many plant proteins and like other ways you just have to eat mass quantities you know what i mean like it might suck sitting there and eating two you know grams of broccoli or however you weigh food i'm not really into it that hard but like sure sure you can get the same amount of protein from vegetables that you can eat you just have to eat yeah, do a little bit amount. of studying. Yeah. Know, know what you got to eat. Do your research, obviously. Yeah. But beans are a fat source of protein. Yeah. And spinach is iron. So that's really all you need to know if you want those supplements or just take a daily vitamin. Yeah. You know what I mean, with all the things that you need. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I personally grew up, um, true story, I didn't have a tomato until I was like 18 years old. What? Yep. I did, never had rice growing up. Chase. I know, I know. Uh, it's just how my family was. It was, you know, plain chicken sandwiches, bread, chicken, bread, um, <laughs> cheeseburger with cheese and the burger. So no lettuce, no nothing. Did I you thought... have a bun or was it just a patty? No, no, no bun. 
Because sometimes my parents would cook me, like, a patty with no cheese on it, bro. And this thing was, like, absolutely charred to shit. And I would just, like, slide <laughs> it off the plate and give it to my brother because he was obsessed with A1 sauce. But I was like, I'm not eating that, dude. And they would set down, like, a glass of milk at the table and, like, want me to drink a glass of milk with my dinner. And I was like no, this is absolutely disgusting. Like, <laughs> I'm eating spaghetti right now. Why do I want milk? So I think a lot of those things, too, just turned me off from eating meat. Like, steak, I never liked steak when I was growing up. And the whole just milk with dinner thing, like... Yeah, I don't get milk with dinner. I The only time it's ever okay to eat milk is cereal. Yeah, but almond milk is the best ever. I don't drink regular milk. Anymore, yeah, like at I, all. I like don't even when I'm it. outside of this vegan cleanse and I'm just eating normal, there's honestly there's no reason to like. It's like, what are you gonna get? Your milk. calcium, cool. Yeah, like <laughs> cool, <It's> bro. Gross. <laughs> but almond milk tastes better. There's more calcium in almond milk too. I'm pretty Fun sure. Fact. The calcium content is higher. Yeah. Than milk, and, and it's it, better for you. But now they're saying almond milk's bad because it's in California or something like that. There's going to be a problem with everything, you know what I mean? When it's produced in mass quantities, it's just... And let's just... be honest, everything hurts California. Yeah. <laughs> California everything. is just way too sensitive. A little bit, a little bit. But aren't we all? Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, so you said eight years. Eight years, yeah. What was like the, the point in time, if you remember, <clears throat> um, how old are you? 23. 23. So yeah. eight years ago, you were, what's the I math on that? I was 16, I think. <laughs> Around 16 years old, you decided, I'm not going to eat meat anymore. That's yeah. hard. That's tough. High school. Yeah, so I initially just started cutting out red meat because uh-huh. I thought it was like, it was mainly for health reasons. I thought it was bloating me a lot and I was having some stomach issues. So I was like, I'm just going to cut out red meat. And then I took this environmental science class my junior year. And they were telling us all these things just about animals and the ecosystem and, you know, factory farming and all this crazy stuff. And I was like, this is absolutely disgusting. Like, I've now cut out red meat, which is like pork and beef. So then I was like, why not just chicken too? Like, there's no point to eat this animal, honestly. And I got turned off from it since then and just started educating myself further as time went on. And I think... When I started off doing it, I also had, like, a slight disorder, like, an eating disorder. So, it was a way for me to, like, control my eating patterns, and it felt, like, good and secured me in, like, my body and stuff. But then now I've found, like, healthy ways to do that and not starve myself and just, like, enjoying food and fruits and vegetables and all the fun things that life has to offer that is food. So... Yeah, I think that's really important. But yeah, it's been a crazy journey for sure. And my dad's a big meat guy, like he's always cooking slabs of just anything. And it's kind of hilarious because he's just always cracking jokes on me. And I'm just like, dude, like, put down the chicken wing, pick up a salad for real. Like, so for those of you listening, if you heard a little squeaking noise, that was uh, the door of the house we're in, in Slovenia, Alicia's house. Her amazing dog just walked in. What kind of dog is that? He's an Aussie Doodle. An Aussie Doodle? Yes. So that's an Australian Shepherd and a Poodle mix. His name is Appa, the flying bison from Avatar The Last Airbender, because I'm a geek. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, fun he fact. Rolls. Absolutely. Special appearance from my dog. There you go. 
What's it? What's the name again? Appa. Appa. Amazing. Have you ever seen Avatar? I have. Yeah. Okay. Name Word. just slipped. Um, to get back on topic <laughs> after our special back appearance. Back on track. Um, I was telling you before we started that um, I kind of broke my diet today. Um, and I kind of felt okay about doing it so that we would have something extra to talk about. Right. Uh, but I had some chicken today and almost immediately, like when I was on my way home from work, I, um, I didn't have like clarity. It it felt a little foggy and I always used to feel like that. Right. And not until I did a cleanse, um, and cut out meat and just started eating really clean that I didn't start feeling that way. And, um, I mean, sure, maybe it wasn't that. Maybe I was tired or... I don't know. But it seems pretty pretty clear that, you know, once I had meat, again, that... It, it has some sort of influence. I mean, when you've withstained from something so long and haven't eaten it, I feel like your body is going to react to it regardless if it's good or bad for you. You know what I mean? And that's why I, like, at this point, I see no going back to it at all. Mm-hmm. Like, the only time that I would ever consider eating meat is maybe if I got pregnant... Because I'm iron deficient, so I'm anemic, and if I do need the protein and whatever to supplement another life form in my body, and that is what I need health-wise, then I will be willing to do it, and it might suck, but you gotta make sacrifices for things that you love and care about, and I hope if I were to ever have a child, you know, I wanna (laughs) nurture and give this thing life, so... Yep, and love and care for it, of course. Um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, so I I think there are different points in life where you could contemplate if you were a vegetarian for this long, you know, changing your eating habits, but I don't ever see myself really changing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is like, I ate meat today, you know, and for those people that, that go on these, you know, disciplinary, you know, adventures or whatever, when you break that, it's important to not stay that, you know, it's important to... Um, be okay with the hiccups that you have. I wasn't super upset with myself that I ate chicken. I ate it and was like, you know what? I'm going to talk about this later. It's okay right. that I ate it. I'm not yeah. mad at myself. I'm okay with this situation. And at least you're admitting to eating it. You know what I mean? I think there's this whole thing around being vegan and vegetarianism, vegetarian, that you have to be like <laughs> super strict. You know what I mean? And like you can't slip up and all this kind of stuff. But it takes a while to change your patterns that you've been ingrained in for so long what kind of chicken did you eat like you really want to know yes what's my favorite restaurant chick-fil-a oh wait it's sunday ch oh core life nope ch i went to chipotle today oh i know i know i was just craving i just (laughs) 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 yes um and, you know, to kind of keep going on the, you know, vegetarian, vegan, I think that it's it's become such a thing recently in the last five years or so um, because of social media. And I think social media has played a massive part in, you know, people wanting to either try vegetarian or try to be vegan um, and learning so much because of social media. Oh, easily. There's a mad influence on the internet for sure. Like... You can find so many recipes and everyone's pretty much doing it now and showing the world that they're doing it on the internet, which can be good or bad. You know what I mean? I think it is inspiring and it helps people who are just beginning to do something like that and make huge lifestyle changes, make the proper steps and research and educate themselves before they make life decisions. But 
there are also negatives to social media. Absolutely. I mean... There's good and bads to everything, so... Yeah. The yin and the yang. Let's jump into some bad. Uh, In general, we don't have to talk about, you know, vegetarian, vegan, uh, necessarily. Uh, But in general, I think social media has a big part into the mental health crisis in kids and young adults and in general. Right. Um, What do you think, off the top of your head, what are some negatives about social media? I think the negatives are just that it portrays, like, this happy, glamorous life all the time, depending on who you're following, you know what I mean? They're on the beach, they're in a bikini, they're drinking a smoothie, they look hot as shit, you know what I mean? And you're like, I aspire to be that, but I'm just sitting in my room, you know, laying in bed being worthless, and it's like, why can't I attain that kind of lifestyle? And I think it's a big pissing contest to a certain extent. Like, a lot of people are comparing themselves to these people that really don't actually exist. I yeah, mean, you only don't. exist on the internet, yeah, essentially. If, if I were, when I lived in Hawaii, I didn't post very much. But if I were to have posted every day on the hikes that I went on, the beaches that I was at, and the food that I was eating, people would have portrayed me as a life that they may have wanted to live. Right. But I didn't live a special life. There was times that when in Hawaii that I was very depressed. I didn't have what I wanted. I, I was living, you know, my best life, right. quote unquote. But I wasn't happy. So when you say they don't exist, they actually don't. The people that are posting that, those people exist, but the ideas that they're putting out on social media for other people to perceive isn't actually them. It's just a picture that it's, they took while they were there. Yeah, it's fabricated. It's not real. It's just this sliver of their life that they want you to see. And, like, social media is so manufactured, you know what I mean? People can make their pages and their layouts and their filters and just cater everything to what they want it to be and look like. And I think, you know, sometimes the rawness is what's beautiful and, like, seeing all these different facets that make people weird and ornery are like what makes being human so special and I think social media has just robbed people of that authenticity to a certain extent like nobody seems real over the internet and one thing that I thought was kind of crazy is today rest in paradise Kobe Bryant but yeah uh yeah that um I was at work, someone came up to me and said, yo, Kobe Bryant just died in a helicopter accident. And then later to find out, his 13-year-old daughter yeah, it's was there too. So, absolutely tragic. Yes, and, rest in paradise. You know, three other people as well on yes. that plane. So my heart goes out to everyone who's mourning that situation. But the internet has created just this, I don't know. The way that we mourn over the internet is so strange to me. Like, there's so many articles instantly, like, Kobe Bryant's dead, dies at 41, Kobe Bryant and his daughter, and everyone's just repost, 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 and no one takes a second to just breathe and, like, have a conversation with someone that they're with and pay homage to this man who's a legend and just talk about, like, plays that have happened or, like, why does everyone have to, like, express how they're feeling over the internet? It's, like, proving a point that they care and, like... In a week, I'm sorry this won't be talked about. Like, Juice World. Who's talked about Juice World in the past, like, three, four weeks? I I can't even remember when that happened. And, like, my heart goes out to all those situations for sure, and I don't mean to be dismissive of anyone struggling or feeling some type of way about that. I just feel like the internet has taken over the ways that we feel, and none of it's 
real anymore. Yeah, like, and like you said, um, people post about bad situations, like today, Kobe Bryant. I mean, people are, it almost seems like they're trying to beat each other with what they say about Dude, Kobe. exactly. You know, it's like, I read one post that was, you know, it doesn't really matter what it said, but the next... <laughs> The next post I saw was a friend of that person, and it was like an extension of what that person said, plus a little bit more. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, that's what people are trying to do. It's like, it's not even about it's the person. It's one-upping each other. It's about the person posting at that point. Exactly. And it's like, becomes more self-centered that way. Mm-hmm. Like, you're making it about yourself. Like, you didn't even know this man, dude. And like, think about the people who actually like, know him and are a part of his life. Like, and these, all these articles are just blowing up on the internet, like... I would be like, can people stop talking about, like, my personal life? Yeah. Honestly, like, give it a couple days to, like, settle itself. I don't know. It's just pretty insane the way information just travels so fast. It does. And and a lot of times it portrays, you know, wrong. It portrays negativity in all the ways that it doesn't need to. Like, news articles. Like, say it's about somebody in, in... like a, you know, if CNN posts something about someone, right? It immediately seems like the worst thing ever about that person. <laughs> but you don't know about that person. You don't know the struggles they went through. You don't know, you know how things how things actually are. So with social media coming out and everyone making these posts, it's like all of a sudden everything is negative. Yeah. Um, Reporting's also just turned to garbage, yeah. absolute garbage. But... And you're jumping into the reporting scene in a way, right? I hope, man. I I really hope. You know, my dream is to write for a paper or a magazine, but I've never really gotten any experience. I've never gotten any internships or anything, so I pretty much just journal on my own. I don't really show a lot of people that kind of stuff just because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm weird about my art, I guess. It is art to a certain extent, but... Of course it is. Writing is hard for me to share, and... I don't know. I want to be that voice that's true and something that people reside with and, you know, is resonating. And I hope that I can provide that. So. Well, let me tell you, Alicia, one of the main reasons you're one of the first people on this podcast is because I see truth in you and the things that you say. And when we have these deep conversations and I mean, we'll just be sitting at the house. Chopping it up. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're talking about, like, some deep topics. We're like, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but, yeah, but I, that's what I admire about you. I think that you're a very true soul. I think that you're an old soul. Um, I think and... that I'm inquisitive, too. And Ooh, I think that's yes, something words. that, like, I think that's something that is important in journalism. Like, you've got to constantly be asking questions, you know what I mean? Like, what more can I learn about this situation or this person or this place or this thing, you know what I mean? It goes so deep, and you can get so into it. So, yeah, I hope, you know, I get somewhere with that. I wish that I could write for National Geographic, but your girl just could not take geology in college. (laughs) Your girl could not do it. Nah. Um, I mean, I want to ask some personal stuff. Uh, Why do you think you don't want to post and put out all your stuff that you that you do personally why don't you want to get it out there do you feel like you're not ready do you feel like you're worried about what other people say with the whole I social think, media yeah, thing i am intimidated by others and i think i compare myself a lot to other people so due to the internet honestly like it makes me insecure sometimes and i'm willing to say that for sure but 
I guess I just don't feel certified in that yet. And I'll share things with people sometimes. But lately I've felt like my writing is mad depressing. Just like nothing that I want anyone to even read. And like if I do want to inspire others about mental health or depression or anything like that, I want it to be more of a positive thing than a negative message like I hate today just want to stay in bed you know what I mean and sometimes those are my thoughts and other times I'll have really powerful things and you know the light bulb will go off in my head and I'm like I need to write this down right now or like in my notes and I'll just be thinking or like a poetry I love to write poetry but like all that is so personal to me and I just haven't ever found somebody that I'm comfortable sharing it with yet and I think that kind of does suck for someone who is an artist but A lot of my friends inspire me, like my best friend Haley Herman, she's amazing and does sick art, so I definitely live through her experiences and will to pursue shit, so I'm hoping, you know, I've made some resolutions, I guess you can call them, and some goals for this new year, and I'm trying to journal every day, and... How's that working out? Um, it's been, you know, I've done it at least 10 days of this month so that's better than not at all oh 100 percent. and I just started school this past week so when I'm in an institution that's promoting education and learning and constant critical thinking and thought process I feel more compelled to just dive into it and start writing and stuff isn't it weird that uh, you can sit around all day and you know not feel inspired to do anything but go to somewhere like you know a school university or even work where you're constantly just like getting hit with so much information that all of a sudden you feel inspired and you want to do more and you're up right. for 18 19 hours that day <laughs> you're limitless dude, yeah at that but point. but at that but at the same time it's like people are like oh I don't, I don't have enough time to do that or i don't you know i don't i don't feel enough energy to do that but it seems like you don't get any energy unless you exert the energy at first right no most definitely you got to put in the work for sure and it takes practice and it takes time and you got to be mindful about where you're spending your time and what you're giving yourself to you know yeah it's got to be beneficial it's got to be something that means something yeah or else your whole life's been spent doing nothing (laughs) (laughs) yeah right um that's one thing i i don't ever I want to look back and, and and have, you know, like my kids or, you know, people to look back on my life and not see nothing, you know, see that there has been an impact in any way. Another reason I started the podcast was so that I have something to look back to. Right, like, tangible. Yeah, a tangible thing that, yeah. you know, we can go back and, you know, one day when I... I said this, dude. I said this, dude. <laughs> I talked to Alicia, bro, and we, like, totally had a conversation. We talked about mental health. We TM. talked about vegetarianism (laughs) hell yeah you know and i think that's important um which once again why social media is very important um i have an idea that i don't know how to create into existence um but i want it to be like an afterlife facebook uh to where um you know when you when you die you almost get put in this database that is like almost in some terms a graveyard for people that have passed away but I mean sure you can look up people's Facebooks that passed away but it doesn't really doesn't really tell you about their lives it just is their Facebook page it doesn't celebrate them in the way that other people remembered them or 
you know, sometimes people's Facebook aren't an accurate, accurate presentation of themselves. And I just fucked up that word, and now I feel like I'm really embarrassed. What word was it? Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, accurate. Accurate. But, yeah, I feel like that would be a really cool concept. Just a way for people to come together and celebrate the life of an individual that they're all sad about, but, you know, stoked yeah. on that they had the chance to know. And, and think about it, like in a hundred years, you know universities could study people that had passed away and it can be categorized by anything race religion age and you can find out what these people were like what makes people similar and you can study the psychology of people in a hundred years a hundred years ago what they were about how life was you know like I know for a fact if I could see on the internet my great-grandpa or, like, my great-great-great-grandpa. And, like, videos of them, like, whatever they did, music that they liked, and, like, their lives. I think that would be amazing, and I think we're almost there. Right. Um, but I think that idea is really cool. And it is I'm cool. going to find a way to make it happen, whether I work with Facebook or work with <laughs> Instagram or, or something. One I, of the homies. Yeah, one of the homies, and really create this, this thing that can be passed on for generations. When you die, do you think you're going to donate your body to science? I have said for the longest time that I want my body to be frozen. <laughs> like Michael Jackson or something? He's frozen? I thought. Oh, I don't maybe know. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. But I don't know, like the whole idea of coming back, possibly coming back, you know, like if you Just freeze Just unthaw. Yeah, unthaw chase. and then have like, you know, something hooked up to you to where you're like back. I don't know. Just like With an ice pick. <laughs> Just chipping away and be like, bud! <laughs> Pal, where are you? And speaking about death, uh, to get into it, um, I've seen some things recently that you can get, like, a burial pod. Oh, yeah, dude. You know, that turns into a tree? I saw that. I think that whole concept's insane. And, like, they put you in the fetal position, dude. Yeah. Like, it's such a strange concept. And I don't know if I'm comfortable with that yet. I don't know. You can go to these places and, like, these visitations... And there's all these trees going, growing, and it's bodies, dude. Like, I don't know. It's a place that already exists? Or you're saying, like, no, in, that, in the future, that would, that's what... I think that's what those burial pods are. Yeah, they are. They're, they turn into trees and stuff, but, like, has the concept already started? I think in like, Oregon, yeah, they have this place where, like, the bodies are decomposing in this, like, natural setting. It's almost like a conservatory or something like that. It's super strange. I don't know. I think sounds technology like, is moving way too fast. Sounds like the next haunted forest. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They have Yikes. the, uh, what is it called? The the suicidal forest or the suicide forest or something in like China. Or um, it's, it's somewhere. It's somewhere. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Dude, so there's this place that like people go and kill themselves huge 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 forest that people are known to just walk into and never return i am unwell (laughs) that is not okay it's a real thing it's a real thing it's kind of scary that is so scary yeah oh my gosh yeah but um yeah speaking about death uh what what do you think you would do like if you obviously we have a choice right now um if this is your if this is your will right now, what do you what do you want? Donate your body to science? Oh, easy. Or, yeah. Easy, yeah. I want this brain looked at, son. Yeah. 
<laughs> I need that, honestly. I mean, I think it could help other people. Like, if you're suffering from depression or a mental disorder, you know, you can help science in so many ways. Plus, I have, like, some health issues. Like, I'm anemic, so I don't know if they could figure anything out after I died, but I think that's crucial. You know what I mean? We need constant research in medicine to progress as a connected like source as a species so yeah yeah i mean obviously um organ doning um i'm an organ donor i am too nope yeah i think it's completely ignorant if you're like no it doesn't even make sense it doesn't make sense to say no it really doesn't yeah so yeah that that's and i think it's really important um but the future I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Do you think that in the future, we will be able to live forever? I hope not. I honestly hope not. Like, the world has enough people as it is right now. If we're just living forever and then reproducing. <sighs> it's scary. Yeah, that's stressing me out. Yeah, it's super scary. I I don't think I'd want... I don't think I'd want to live forever. I don't think... I think there's only a limited amount of things you can do. And see. And And see. The way that everything is headed. I don't know if I want to be a part of it, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, we can kind of jump into that. Like, where everything is headed. Because I think there is... I always see the yin and the yang. The positive and the negative. I I think that there truthfully is a pocket... positive (laughs) to every single negative um oh easy you know and i think that all of the bad stuff going on right now gives light to the good that is to come um i think the most tangible thing for us to kind of talk about in that sense would be donald trump (laughs) and i'm not gonna jump super political so you don't have to stop the podcast people you can keep listening but yeah i'm not into it enough to understand it all the politics of it but i would say the one good thing about donald trump becoming president is the uh the connection on social media that people are now caring more that before it was like oh there's the president what's he doing oh he's doing presidential stuff that's cool running the country but now it's like what's he doing how is it impacting us what yeah. does that mean that he's doing this that or another and people i think people are more tapped in yes way sure. more tapped in and if you don't think that that is important i think you're crazy and do i wish donald trump wasn't our president maybe yeah. but do i think he says crazy things yes um but oh he's a maniac yeah Absolutely. but you know what the thing is because he is in that position like you said, people are more tapped in, and I think that is crucial. I think more young people are going to vote this time around than anyone else. I hope so, man. Like, your vote matters. Anyone who thinks that their vote doesn't matter, please just go and vote. You don't even have to vote for a president, essentially. You can yeah. write somebody in, like Terry Schiavo. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, you can vote for Senate and all that kind of stuff that really does make an impact. So feel like that's very crucial and we should be paying more attention all the time you know I think the only problem with the whole Trump thing I don't want to get into that really but is that it's bringing light like people are tuned in in a negative way unfortunately because they're so centered around you know what Trump tweeted and all this drama that is high-key irrelevant 
like, let's talk about something that matters. Like, let's tune into something that actually matters, and we could probably make a difference. But everyone's so focused on the wrong things, and I think social media promotes the wrong thing sometimes, the wrong message, and gets people to dive into shit so that they look away from the other things that are going on. And I think the political party does that as a distraction sometimes, and it's intentional, but I've gone on on a tangent at this point. I don't really know. Well, I think what's important in political standards right now is that all these old fucks no offense to anyone old this <laughs> uh, fucking old dude. <laughs> but y'all are all going to die soon. <laughs> it's the way of life. We all die. And the thing is, Rip. most people that I know, young people, people that are teenagers, early 20s, early 30s, we care so much more about like the earth, the environment, mental health. We care about things that actually matter and not things that used to matter. Right. Like all this war and all this, like, you know, war about oil and (laughs) things like that. We're like, dude, make everything out of him, bro. Like we can totally do it. Like there's, there's this huge revolution that's slowly going on that I think the old people could care less about. Um, unless you're like, I don't think they have the capacity to care. No, no. Like they don't, they aren't educated enough on new things they're stuck in their ways and i think that is a problem with older people like they're not willing to learn and open up their minds and i think our generation is very open and willing and you know trying to learn different ways to help each other and our earth and thrive (laughs) for real though i hope full thrive i mean think about it if we were all hippies we'd just love each other right (laughs) <laughs> there's got to be some hate in there though to love yes once again yin and the yang right there's a positive to the negative exactly um but i definitely think more people care uh nowadays than they used to and with the youth becoming these old fucks um <laughs> we are the ones that are going to make the change and we have to make sure that we start now we start voting now we start getting out there we start you know spreading the word but not in negativity but in positivity and educating ourselves. Absolutely. You gotta be educated to have an opinion. And sometimes I speak before educating myself and I learn the hard way, but you know, figure it out along the way. Absolutely. You, um, you know, life's a bunch of speed bumps. You gotta get <laughs> over them. <laughs> One way or another. One way or another. Unless you just stay idle, right? Yeah, but unless that's... you just stop and never go over the bump and you're like, I'm, I'm just gonna chill here. Yeah, I'm gonna get a safe job. That's another thing, and, you know, we're going to wrap up here in a minute, um, but that's another thing that I think people need to realize is the old um, American dream, the, you know, white picket fence, keeping up with the Joneses, and, <laughs> you know, having a job till you're 60 and then retiring so that you can then do what you want to do. The cooker, cookie-cutter lifestyle. Yeah. Cooker cutting. The cooker-cutter cutty. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. (laughs) Uh, But I think it's important to know that you don't have to do that. Like, the kids nowadays that are just on social media all the time and that that play video games all the time, like, there is, it's okay. Like, you don't have to, you know. Oh, you can make a profession out of it. Yeah. For sure. You you don't have to work nine to five for the rest of your life. Like, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, here soon that I can, you know split off from you know my day-to-day job and and kind of just do what I passionately want to do and inspire people and 
um, in a way that I don't have to work my ass off till I'm 60 years old to then do what? Buy an RV and travel the country and die? <laughs> yeah, most definitely. You know, so... You gotta pursue your passions, and sometimes it gets hard, and you lose sight, but just gotta keep going, keep moving. Absolutely. You know, one big thing, um, to bring up Tony Robbins again, uh, he's he has something called the blueprint. Uh, he, he wants you to blueprint your life, like literally write it out. You know, envision, envision what you write out. You can scream it into existence, which I've done before. <laughs> into the void. Yeah, and it, and it, you know, it can work. But like, you write out what you want. But the most important thing is, if it doesn't go the way you want, trust and believe that what is happening is going to get you to where you are supposed to be, or where you wanted to be in the first place. Love that. So, get yourself out there. Trip, fall, um, trip trip <laughs> in every aspect of the word um and you know life's trippy bro Keep thanks for going. having me absolutely um i really appreciate you alicia i uh, appreciate you so much dude yes and i'm leaving in one week from today um no. but it's next time it's kind of crazy because like you live in my boyfriend's house uh-huh well, I guess it's your house too, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's mainly Marky's house. I used to hang out there in seventh grade, like yeah, that's insane. So it's gonna be weird not having you around, but I'm stoked that you're not, like following your endeavors, and yeah, I think this is gonna be a really cool journey for you. Yep, and next time you come to Asheville, we are recording again. Hell yes, dude. Yes, and uh, we can officially record um, from the uh, website that we work with, Anchor. Uh, if you wanted to ever do a podcast again while I'm in Asheville, Word. we can actually tap into uh, your device through my device and we can actually that have a conversation. Insane. I know. Uh, next week's podcast is going to be with Liz. Um, I'm going to be down in Cincinnati with her. And Dave is going to tap in from North Carolina and we're going to have a little uh, three way podcast session. So it should be really fun. But, um,. Once again, Alicia, thank you so much for coming on today. I think thank we you tapped so much in. for having me. Absolutely. We tapped into some really interesting things. Um, I hope everyone got something out of it. I hope people care about listening to me talk. <laughs> and if not, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> if not, then piss off. <laughs> yeah, right? But uh, that's it, y'all. We're wrapping up. Love you guys so much. Peace. Peace.